Hey, this your boy Laws from the other side of sports with BOK Sports 980 just reminding you to go download our app. All you got to do is go to your app store and type in parentheses, the other side of sports. You get to listen to our content whenever you want. He's lying. He's lying. Dog, I'm not lying. On Mother's Mode, you can get our app at the app store on your mobile device right now. So when you're on your commute or whenever, you can rock with us. Now, on our show. You are now tuned to the other side of BOK Sports 980. Welcome back. You're now tuned into the other side, the other side of sports yeah. with BOK Sports 980. I'm your host, Laws. Yeah. In the building, we got Aaron. Yeah. And we have a special guest amongst us today, uh, Tasha from Sp- yeah. Sports Talk Tasha, uh, a BSO writer, BSO follows the Miami Heat, joining us today. Uh, how you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you guys for having me on the show. You could just call me Tasha. Sports Talk Tasha is just my social media handle. But Tasha's money. Okay. As we start every show, we always start out with our questions. And today we have some good ones. And um, the first question. So the first one is father figures. All right. It says, I've been in a relationship with my boyfriend for almost three years. I've come to the realization recently that I'm not in love anymore with him and very unhappy in our relationship. Oh, my God. I want to end things with him and I'm ready to move on and be on my own. My only hang-up is that I have a seven-year-old son who has grown to see my boyfriend as a father figure. His real father lives two states away and only comes home once or twice a month. I'm worried about the effect this will have on my son, both in the fact that my boyfriend will no longer be around and because our lifestyle will have to change pretty dramatically to be able to afford to stay in the same apartment and school district uh, once we are no longer share his income. I know that moving on will make me happier. So, so how do I do it in a way that lets my seven-year-old uh, know it isn't his fault and that everything's going to be okay? Wow. So I hate to like just butt right in, but I'm just going to butt because this question hits very, very close to home. So I was in a relationship for five years with a dude that's actually from your area. He's, he was from Hyattsville, Maryland. And, you know, I have two daughters. They are now nine and 11. But at the time when I was like contemplating breaking up with my ex, they were seven and nine. And they, I mean, we've been together five years. So I've, this is like, hello, what am I going to do? These girls, they, I mean, they didn't think of him as their dad, but he's been around for five years. So I was always like, what, like, I would talk about it to my friends, like, what am I going to do? Like, they're going to miss him. And I wasn't really so much worried about the money because th- that wasn't an issue for me. It was just more their relationship with them. And yeah, girl, you got to live for yourself. Your kids are going to be just fine. Trust you. me. <laughs> like they, I mean, they'll miss him in the beginning, but they'll get over it. Kids get over stuff. And if they don't get over it, get, get them therapy. It works. That's right. You already know. <laughs> Well, there you go. I ain't got kids. I don't got a stake in the fight. I, I can't really get no advice, so I'm going to just go ahead and concede to that one. Aaron, you want to you say something? Dog, I'm with you. This out of my scope. That's what we got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to go ahead and answer the next question. question. When you 
business is that long, you start thinking like, what am I going to do? My kids are going to be mad at me. They're going to hate me because they have this whole relationship with this dude. But you're like legit, like, oh my God, I just want to pull my hair out. And no offense to Maryland guys. I'm sure they're very nice people. But this particular particular Maryland guy, I mean, it's not like he was a terrible person, but he was just a bad boyfriend. So I was just like, he was great with my kids, like absolutely great with my kids. I was like, a lot of times I was just like, maybe I should just stay with him just because he's awesome with the kids and they love him so much. But at the end of the day, you know, you got to go. Nah, I feel you. Just, just get the kids a new PlayStation or something and just, it'd be all right. They're going to get and, over And it's not like her wondering about how she's going to afford to do it. Listen, there's programs in place right now so that you will never have to worry about your kids going to a school in a, in a bad school district. Uh, there's so many things. Just do your research. Now. There's so many things. Don't let Trump and, get a hold of that. He there's so many things that you can do. Um, I don't know if they have charter schools in in um in Maryland, but they have them down here. And charter schools are dope. Like you can send your kids there. So tell tell her don't stress. Don't stress. All right. On to our next question. Uh, title of this one is sexting for attention. I admit that I cheated on my boyfriend. However, I only text and sent sex texts. I never met with any other guys or had any physical contact with them. I really do love my boyfriend. I know I might not seem like it, but I do. I feel like crap for doing it, but really wanted the extra attention. I know that might sound bad, but I have never received any attention from anyone besides my boyfriend. Not even my parents give me attention. I really want my boyfriend back, but I I had no laugh at this girl, dog. I really want my boyfriend back, but I have no idea how to get him back. Please oh, no, help me. No. Yo, I can't help you, dog. Cause I know if I caught my boyfriend sexting another girl, that's it. You done. I don't care if you didn't actually Rap sit here in the basement, huh? You ain't no, giving no sex- passes. Nah, dog. They're like sending sexting, pictures. Nigga. Oh, yeah, crazy, sending yo. pictures, talking reckless. You Cannot mean, win with him. I-, I guess all that falls in under in that scope. Yes. Talking crazy, pictures. Can't do it. Suggestive messages. It, it, you could just. So be she like, left out the part where she got caught. So she yeah. said, I'm "Trying to get back." <laughs> well, if she had an iPhone and they shared a plan. It's easy to get caught. What? So she got all. She know all the uh, moves. Then I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yes, I'm a woman, and we are generally people, and we know things. That's right, you already know. Now, I mean, thing is, yeah, she. Uh, this is this is a a big a bigger issue. If you're if you're sexting other people for attention, it's like, you know, yeah. if you get him back, it, you know, and he, you know, he might be in his work for like a day or two. Are you just, that going to cause you to be out here on Tinder, sexting random bams out here? He's like, an idiot. It just, I don't know, it's very alarming to me. The bigger issue is her whole self-esteem because like she's talking about how she didn't get attention from her parents and she doesn't get attention from her boyfriend. Well, why are you with him, number one? Like, you can't choose your parents, but you can choose your boyfriend. So if your boyfriend doesn't give you attention, what's his whole purpose? Because as a man, a man is supposed to uplift his woman and make her feel like she's the most amazing person on the planet. And if he's not doing that, what's the point of being in the relationship? Unless he's your sugar daddy, then you have a point. Yeah. Yeah, he must have been giving her dough 
buying, buying stuff, taking care of her. Now, you came out that that relationship with a ten thousand dollars Chanel purse. I am mad at her. What? But if that's the whole basis of her relationship, like there has to be something. But it, the whole, the bigger issue right there is her self esteem and her self esteem is trash. Yeah, her getting back with her boyfriend's not going to fix that. The only person that's going to be able to fix that is her actually getting help, getting therapy, and finding out what's the deeper problem. I agree. I agree. Dang, I was looking for a fight. Like, I thought you were going to come on here. We were going to be arguing back and forth. But now I'm on with you 100%. I and mean, I, I can't know the excuse here. <laughs> All right. Dang, we just breezing right through. Okay, bet. Yeah, how you more often? We won't be arguing so much. Jeff and Aaron be arguing all the time. All right. That's right. I didn't Girl, tell you, know. you this, guys, but my little sister is also a psychiatrist. So, like, you know, you know. Oh, that's what's up. My wife, my wife is, is a psychologist. So, you know what I'm saying? And that's why all my answers are logical. He's lying. He's lying. He's lying. Oh, my God. Uh, all right. Let's go. Last question oh, on the docket for the day. <laughs> Church flirt. Church flirt. All right. I just started attending this church recently. I like it a lot. The people are there are cool. The pastor is very nice. Um, and I learn a lot when I go to this church. I've noticed this girl who, who goes there and is always sitting alone. I want to talk to her, but I don't know if it's appropriate for me to try to holler at her in church. Can you give me advice on what I should do? Is there an appropriate way to try to talk to her? I hope the world can see now what's really going on out here because it's getting ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. I mean, do you guys want to go first? Aaron? I mean, I figure you would be the expert on this subject right here. I figure you got to get in where you can get in. So if you see somebody, I mean, I can't think of a better place to try to talk to somebody, honestly. Exactly. Other than the grocery store, like the grocery store is number one and then church is number one. <laughs> The grocery store is the number one pickup spot in the world, and then the ch and then church. It makes absolute sense. That's right. You already know. If a girl is there at church, and she's first of all, she's gonna be looking at you like, okay, he's a he's a good guy. He goes to church. He has values. That's the perfect scenario. Like, there's no better scenario. Yeah. So just don't be a gump, and 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 be and let your thirst levels just permeate off of your suit jacket while you at church. Like you got to. <laughs> You know, I, I think if you're, if you're going to church, you know, your primary objective should be to be in church to like, you know, kind of get closer to God and anything else should be secondary. But if your main objective is like going to church, just try to holler at this girl when she becomes, then I, I would caution you if that's your, your rationale behind it. But if you're in church, you happen to see a nice, attractive, you know, woman, I don't, I, I, I have to agree with the other two that I don't see any problem with, you know, um, giving an invitation to the person. You know? Now, how do you do that? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, okay, approaching somebody that you don't know is very similar to sliding in a DM, except it's in person. So I always tell people, if you're gonna slide in somebody's DM, don't just like hit them with the, oh my God, you're so beautiful, because that's whack. Like you gotta, like, you ha it has to be, an angle. There has to be something more interesting than you're beautiful because she's heard that before. So you got to come somewhere else. There's probably like 30 other guys hitting her with a you're beautiful line. That's right. You already know. So really what you got to do is this is this is like a surefire technique that always works. 
Look at her <laughs> I promise you, it works every time. I can't wait to hear this. You gotta look at her story, right? So, what if she like, let's say for, okay, I'll give you an example of, say my DM. So I posted on my Insta story today, you know, I'm, I'm from South Florida and I'm actually in Cincinnati for Thanksgiving because my little sister lives up here. And I have lived in South Florida since I was eight years old. So we don't get, you know, seasons. I've never seen trees fall ever. So I come up here and I see this tree in the neighborhood and it's all pretty. It's got like super beautiful red leaves or whatever. So I posted it on my Insta story. Boom, there's your angle right there. Be like, wow, that's an amazing, like, I, that's so beautiful. Like you go in like that way. So you can strike a conversation with her. Find something on her Insta story or find something. <laughs> so that, find something so if a dude good. jumped in your DM with that, like, oh, that tree is so beautiful. You would have you, you honestly gave this dude a check. I would you wouldn't be like, who is this? I would definitely reply. Oh, this like, oh, God, the tree's so beautiful. Like I, like for real. I feel like a little kid looking at that tree. But if you, if you're in church and you see like, maybe, obviously he's watching her. So maybe like something in the the service like moved her a little bit more than normal. So you could be like, you can go up to her and say like, hey, oh my God, what that what the pastor was talking about today? It was so interesting. I, I saw that you, it kind of like it got you a little. And I felt the same way. Boom, you're in. Can't do it. She, she trying to have you go to go to hell with the with the blasphemous. <laughs> I'm telling you, Aaron, what was you going to say? You had a question? So, yeah. Yeah, I want to know if he used the terminology holla in the actual statement. Because for me, that gives me the sense that he's trying to close a deal. He's not necessarily trying to get to know somebody. He just, uh, it almost sounds like opportunistic. Like, I see him sitting by herself, like, that's the default move. Let me go ahead. You know what I mean? But Aaron, mm -hmm. when you meet a girl, like when you when when you when you're dating and you're single and you meet a girl, you're not looking at that girl like, oh my god, I really want to get to know her better. She's so gorgeous. No, you're like, oh my god, I really want to smash. Let me go talk to this girl. What 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 to say not to? And then <laughs> you, know, you find out like, okay, she's actually cool. Maybe I'll take her out on a second date. Perfect. There you go. That's how it all right, goes. Right. But this is like when you see somebody for the first time, you're in it. So somebody that you end up dating, it's never been anybody that I saw and I said, I want to smash. Because if I see them and then I end up smashing, I guess over the amount of time that it takes from seeing them to getting to that point, then the interest is going to be gone. It has to be something completely different for me to see somebody and be like, like be around them or just see certain things about them. Like, oh, I would like to get to know that person. Those are two completely different. That's my point, actually. That's two completely different mindsets for me. Oh. Maybe it's different for other people, but for me, it's nah, I, th I think I, I agree. You, you're, you're distinguishing that, you know, by him, if he's using the terminology holler, that his mindset around trying to talk to the girl is is different. Cause like, is he trying to talk to her because you know, he's interested in like getting to know who she is or is he just trying to hit the gym? Yeah. And she by that, in yeah, cause she by herself in church or she she's attractive. She's gorgeous, he didn't say nothing. No, I didn't hear any adjectives other than she sits by herself. Oh, run from you right now, how good you like, look. To me, that just sounds like a, <laughs> an opportunist, a predator. <laughs> it sounds like he on a get, get mission. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he on a get, get mission. Well, well, my brother, I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to give you the, the spiritual answer. Go ahead and pray. 
talk to the Lord. If, if you really genuine about like trying to get to know her, then the Lord will, will, will direct you, you know, which tactic and move to, to go about hollering at the slim or whatever. But if you out here just trying to, you know, touch and go. That's right, you already know. Bruh, in the church, yo, have mercy on you, bruh. Have mercy on you. Even though a lot of that foolishness does take place in the, in the church all the time. Say, it's a lot of fast girls in the church. What? Yeah, yeah, it, it is. You know, what are you talking going about, on man? in the world? You told this man to go pray about it, like, yes. like, man, I can't yes. even rock with answer. Well, it. what it, what it, what the thing is, is like, you know, I, this is from my vantage point and from my experience when I've incorporated that 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 point of reference. You know, my situations worked out beautifully. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so, I, I, you know. For, for the next person over here and what they do, I'm just, you know, like if, if I go see a good movie and somebody like, young, yeah, was the movie good? I'm like, well, yeah, to me, that jump was vicious. So yeah, you should go see it. And if they choose to see it, then they can choose to see it. And if they choose not to, you know, that's that's on them. But I'm not gonna withhold like a, a method or a pattern that has allowed me to be successful in my dating life, my relationship life. I think that that's, that's fair. You, you have different perspectives you can, you can holler at the joint if you want to. You can pray if you want to. And you can just hang back and just let somebody else scoop the joint too no! if you want to. So, there you go. Um, all right, on to some sports. Uh, since we got Tasha in the building with us, we're just going to throw all the sports questions your way. Uh, starting with uh, the Celtics. 16 in a row. Kyrie Irving been cooking with mm-hmm. gas. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking like the, the MVP of the league. Some some are already putting his name in the MVP yeah. category. Uh, is is this going to last? Is is this going to carry the, the the Celtics past the Cavaliers or into the finals? Or is this just fodder for the moment? You know what? I'm not going to say it's for the moment. I think the Celtics are a legitimate, very good team. They have an amazing coach in Brad Stevens. And, you know, I look at the whole picture that even when Kyrie was not on the lineup because he had fractured that um, the, his, his, his face or what have you, um, they still came out with the W. Not to say that they can do that every single night without Kyrie. They definitely probably cannot, but they are legitimate. Now, you've got to also look at the fact that the Cavs have also been without some major players on their roster and they've been having to use D-Wade you know a little bit more than D-Wade wants to be used or should be used so I do think that you know once you have LeBron James on your roster you can't ever say that there's going to be a team that that's going to take him down definitely a hundred percent there's no such thing the man is literally the most physically gifted athlete I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Now, is he the greatest of, of all time? We all know the answers to that. It's always going to be Jordan. Jordan transcended basketball. That's right. You already know. But, but the thing about it is, at the end of the day, you still have LeBron James. This, he, listen, the man has not called himself King James for nothing. And if you don't believe it, then you should watch that Knicks game where they were down by a zillion points. And LeBron just said, ain't no way I'm about to lose to Kristaps Porzingis Can't do it. in the Madison Square Garden where I own all of y'all. It's not happening. So at the end of the day, as long as- Kyrie is cooking, Tasha. Stop. <laughs> Kyrie is on flames right now. You know they what? beat the Cavs. Oh gosh, you know, okay. They beat the Cavs. They beat the Cavs with 
less than a full roster. So you can't not say anything. Listen, at the end of the day, I am not putting anything. It's going to be a great Eastern Conference Finals. It's finally going to be a great Eastern Conference Finals. But at the end of the day, until LeBron James is dead or not on the East, I'm not going to say that nobody's going to beat him. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, what's going on? What's going on with uh, uh, Ray Allen? First of all, is he out here getting catfish? Oh I heard gosh, the stories. Man. Is he out here? Any married? What is he doing? Definitely married. But since when has being married stopped any athlete from you know doing what they want to do? True. That's true. That's She's true. Oh, cheating is so, always in the budget. Tiger Woods, <laughs> billionaire athlete, first billionaire black athlete, I should say, and that was playing at the time, and. He still got brought down by the great cheat. Like it happens. So Ray Allen cheating uh, through social media. This is nothing new because I know you remember that tweet that he sent back. I believe it's what's 2013. Do you guys remember this? Nah. What? What? No. He That's in the screenshot that you posted today. What's she about to say? So Ray Allen was. It was <laughs> obvious he was DMing somebody and he accidentally tweeted out. Well. Now, Ray Allen's not the first, you know, older athlete who has been caught up in the social media scam. Um, he just got really caught up because this is the greatest accidental tweet ever. Without, <laughs> I will read it without reading the bad words, but it says... Put the bad words in it. Okay, I'm getting there. <laughs> this is the tweet. This is how it starts off. I'm getting there. When you masturbate, masturbate think about my tongue on your and switching back and forth from my to my tongue. Ray oh, yeah. Allen is a wild boy. <laughs> Get Shuttles this guy. Closing deals. <laughs> hold on, hold on. So basically, Ray Allen has been, was tweeting with this gentleman or DMing him back and forth. The gentleman was pretending to be several different women, women, you know, what? Ray Allen. I don't know what Ray Allen's problem is, but maybe he has like Eric Benet syndrome where he's a sex addict. <laughs> like, he's an idiot. He's an idiot. All right. That's what we got to say about that. He's an idiot. And you know, that's a real disease. I'm not going to, I'm not going to laugh because it's a real disease, <laughs> but Ray Allen, you gotta know, like you're a grown man. You're too old for this. Like, you're not oh. Reggie Bush getting caught up, and even Reggie's too old for this. But I mean, Reggie gets caught up with a side baby. Like, like at the end of the day, these social media scams. When you're in your 40s, like you have to know better. There's no excuse for you to get catfish at age 40. It's ridiculous. It's obvious what's being done out here. It's on a nightly basis. I hope the world can see now what's really going on out here because it's getting ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this guy was 40 getting catfish, bro. Right. Come on. But, but you know what's Because I had a Heat fan because I posted um, the, 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 the gist of the story onto my Insta story and I had a Heat fan reply to me and said that and this is what he said. He said, he hit that three in 2013. He can do no wrong in my eyes. And that's really how we feel. What? what? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Uh, well, since we know the Heat not making the playoffs this year, we're not, we're going to skip that. Yeah. Chris Bosh. What, what's the status on Chris Bosh? Is this Bama, is he, is he a no. coach for the Heat? Or what, what happened to Chris Bosh? He had a hurt, heart murmur and then 
We ain't hear nothing about it. Yeah, Chris Bosch is not around the Heath organization like that. I think Chris kind of feels some kind of way because in Chris's mind, he can still play basketball. But the the legitimate story to this is that Chris, it was serious. Chris could actually die. And I don't think the Heat were trying to be obnoxious to him. Look, they gave him his full salary as a parting gift. They didn't, they didn't try to, to jip him or anything. But Chris has not been around the Heat in this season as I, as far as I can tell I have not seen not, neither him nor Adrian his wife and I feel like Chris just needs to relax because I know I know it's hard when you love something and you just can't let it go that's his baby that's what he's been doing all his life and it's hard to let it go but you know he'll get there he'll get there he does not need to be playing basketball he, it was a serious injury blood clots are serious and he does not need to be doing that Dang, so he can he so he hasn't been cleared to be able to like play at no, all. Nobody will ever clear him. No, absolutely not. No they NBA take that risk. No NBA doctor will clear him. Dang. Dang. That's crazy. Oh uh, dang, it's so unfortunate too. It is. Because I, I know he's watching Dwayne Wade. That Bama's still in the league. Like, shoot, <laughs> Yadonis Haslam still in the league. How old is Yadonis Haslam? He gotta uh, be thirty-five UD. plus. Yeah, he's. I, I think he's gotta be like thirty-six or thirty-seven. I think. Hold on, I'll tell you exactly he's how. Older than us, though. I, I, I always get upset. Now he's older than that. He been in the league a grip. Yeah. Uh, I always get upset watching the Heat because I always see Juwan Howard on the sideline. I'm like, this guy's abandoning us. Went got a chip. Oh God. Like, <laughs> coaching for the for the Heat now, just chilling. Like, dog. By the way, Udonis is 37 years old and Jawan is an excellent coach. Jawan He is. No, he's a good coach. I'm not I'm not I'm just blown he ain't doing that for us. Well, I mean, it all boils down to like the relationships you form and he yeah, like you said, he came and joined the Heat, won a yeah. championship and developed a great relationship with Riley and Spolstra and Spolstra is a coach. Listen, I, I fully believe that Jawan Howard is the person who helped um, Hassan Whiteside um, b- basically develop his talent to where he is. Hassan really listens to him. And I, I watch that in their practices and shoot around and whatever. Hassan really listens to him. So, yeah, Jawan is an excellent coach. And he he's doing a great job for the Miami Heat, and he's going to stay there. Thanks. Yeah, we need him to help Ian Mahimi over up up top. That Bama, oh, he can't even dunk a basketball at six ten. I can't. Yeah, I, I'm done with that dude. Huh? Levar Ball. Yes. Sponsored Donald Trump. Did y'all hear? Did y'all hear? Uh, uh, Levar Ball on CNN. The big ball away. Yes. It is Levar. gold. It is gold. That interview was gold. Yeah. First of all, I don't think Levar realizes how. I mean, maybe he does. And he's just like, I'm just going to be LeVar anyway. But the seriousness (laughs) that his son did, you know, have you guys ever seen a movie called Broke Down Palace? No. Okay. It's based on a true story of two young American women who go, I think they were in Thailand or something. And they go 
um, they meet this boy and he's like, oh, come to me, come with me to this other country. You know, you can really hop from country to country over there pretty cheap. And he ends up putting drugs in their bag and they get busted, blah, blah, blah. So they end up in prison and they end up in prison for life. You motherfuckers will be playing basketball in Pelican Bay when I get finished with it you. It is serious. What? Yes, it is serious. Like what? Can't do it. What, when you're dealing with these foreign countries, and, and we saw that with the whole thing that happened in Brazil and Rio with um, your boy, I can't even remember his name now. He's uh, he, he's just wilted into the uh, out of the spotlight. But when you go to these, oh, foreign oh, oh. oh, the dude from the Olympics, yes, the oh, yeah, with the blonde hair, yes, like this is the thing, like Americans are very, very self centered, selfish people. Excuse my, excuse me for going in on y'all like this. You guys cannot see outside of the United States of America and you think that you can do whatever you want wherever you go and you can't because these countries have their own laws and their own rules and China is a communist country. Hold like, on, hold on, hold on, Tasha. We, we hit. I'm not going to no China still in nothing. Right, that's what we got. We're still in nothing. A lot of Americans, that's you laws, but a lot of Americans don't think that way. They think they can do whatever they want and this is evidence this is the second incident that's happened in less than a year and a half in a foreign country involving an American citizen. So you gotta know that these guys have no clue. <laughs> they have no clue. Like it, they can do whatever they want. Now he got lucky because he's Leangelo or I'm sorry, L Lonzo Ball's um, brother and China really respects the NBA. They love the NBA. So I personally believe that he got a break because Lonzo Ball is in the NBA. Lonzo is, a, you know, projected to do this and projected to do that. The Chinese people love basketball. So he got a break. Um, so so, so what you're telling me is Lonzo going to have to do community service over in China in the next few years. He's going to be doing charity events and stuff like that. Lonzo in China every single off season. You watch. I, I agree with you. So so what are, what are your thoughts on... Lonzo, I mean, LeVar not apologize or not giving any uh, uh, credit to Donald Trump for this whole whole ordeal. I mean, it seems like people are all in outraged about him not getting credit about it, but, you know, I, should he be given? Do I care? That's a better question. <laughs> Trump is the president of the United States of America. Should he be worried about Leangelo Ball stealing sunshades or sunglasses in China? Um, probably not. He should be more worried that North Korea is threatening nuclear war. But the fact that he is online tweeting that LeVar and Leangelo need to give him to, to say thank you, which Leangelo did get, say thanks to him in the press conference. Like, it's just weird. Like, what kind of man are you begging for thanks? Like, have you ever done something and expected people to say thank you or reward you? No, you do something out of the kindness of your heart. Like, okay, I have the power to do something. I'm going to do yeah. something. But never in my life have I seen anybody. And this is not even on a presidential level. This is just on any level. You don't do things to expect, like, people to give you thanks. You just do them. So if, do I think that Donald Trump played a role in it? He probably did. But at the end of the day, I think it's more of the fact that Leangelo's brother plays in the NBA and Chinese people love basketball. And they know that Lonzo can do a lot for them in China during the offseason and Lonzo will. So 
Donald Trump is a weirdo because all he does is tweet. Like, I, I, it's <laughs> incredible. I don't even, I, I don't even run a, a country. I have two daughters and I have a job, and I, I can't find time to tweet the way that Donald Trump does. And I just never understand how he, how, where does he find the time? I'm just like, cannot win with him. Like, do you not realize you're the president? It's, just, it's creepy. Can't do it. Yeah. Lavar Ball is, is hilarious, though. He's the funniest. He, First of he, all, he said he had boots. He, he said he had boots on the streets in China. I'm like, bro, <laughs> what are you talking about? Big ball away, dog. The big, the big ball, ball away. away. Ball no, control. He's a genius and a retard at the same time. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> dog, it's the big ball and away, dog. He always gotta respect him. it. Listen. Lavar said he was gonna make his family the Kardashians of uh, 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 like of sports, and that's what he does. He he does the same thing Chris Jenner does to her kids. He keeps them highly rele- relevant, doing whatever. It doesn't matter even if they do a bad thing; they're gonna be re- relevant. Now I feel bad for Leangelo because like CNN refers to him as the UCL U- UCLA player. Like, bro, can they can y'all give him a name? He has a name, the UCLA player, and. They refer to LeVar as the, the father of the UCLA player. LiAngelo's going to have some serious issues because he's always going to be that, like, the kid that just didn't amount to much because he's not in the NBA, you know? Like, that's what people are going to look at him as. He's a pretty kid. You're a bum! Yeah, I, 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 I can't even lie. I did want the Batman to do hard jail time. I said it last week. Too. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know jail in China is not like jail nah. over here. They don't have AC. Nah, they, nah that's, what, that's what I want. Because I, like, <laughs> you know how, like, when you tell your nieces and nephews, you be like, they be like, look, young, y'all about to get in trouble. And then they just start crying on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> like, then you be like, nah, I ain't going to tell them. And then you just kind of let them go. But you want to like see that 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 contrite spirit in their heart, like just let them know like they messed up. And I feel like Leangelo, I, I know they cried probably when they first got caught, but like it was short lived. Like I want them to see like inside of the jail cell and like like see how real it is. Do you think just like, for a moment like that real treatment? Like like you know Chinese jail is. I, I mean, he, they came out of just there. Just one week. I just want them to see it for one week, though, just so they could, like, know it was real. And I don't then, think, like, they saw the real thing because, like, he doesn't have any bruises on his body. I feel like he should have gotten beat up. <laughs> like, you don't come out there with, like, like a couple black and bruises, maybe, maybe a, like, a black eye, like, something to show that you did some jail time in China. Them Chinamen, nah, they're I, like five foot two. They're not messing with no six eight black bammers. He's the smallest one. He's six eight. Listen, those oh, kind of they will whoop your ass. They don't care. Yeah, they, yeah, they, 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 they jump that bammer. Triad bammers in there too. They get already got them. They will be Oh yeah, well they they would have got him though. They would have got him. I just you know it's just funny to me because I, I feel like they ain't learn a lesson like they gonna come over here and stunt like even worse because I just don't think that's in really his personality that's probably like stealing a pack of gum to him because they already rich like they probably was bored over there it's nothing to do they don't speak the language you're right you're absolutely they probably just went to the store and just start taking stuff you're 100% right Aaron listen Leangelo is screaming for attention he doesn't get it from his dad his dad only cares about Lonzo and Lamelo, because those are the those are the family breadwinner. Those are the two that are going to be in the NBA. We already and he even said it. You know, somebody asked him about that, and he said, you know, I told him that 
every you know everybody has their talent you know your brothers can play basketball and you're good looking this is exactly what he said I, I, <laughs> you know he straight up told his son you know you're good looking that that's your claim to fame in life and listen a smart man or a man with good self-esteem would be like yeah i'm a good looking kid i'm gonna use these looks and do something with them but i don't think leangelo can handle that because when you look at your brothers and everybody's putting them on a pedestal and they're going to the nba and they're gonna get all these girls like basically leangelo is always just gonna get like the leftover chick that's right you already know (laughs) then why don't they go in the gym shoot free throws do dribbling drills and get better like that's just not that much though lamello is garbage he not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Some people, no matter how much they practice or no matter how hard they try, they just can't do well in sports. Like no matter how many times I go outside and run sprints, I will never be able to run faster than a six in a 40, nah, like ever, if that much, like it does not matter how hard I train or how muscular my legs become. I'm just not athletic. I can't catch a ball. I can't throw a ball. These are things that will never come to me. What? And with Leangelo, yes, he has some athletic ability, but it doesn't matter. Like for some people, it doesn't matter how hard you practice and how hard you try. You're never going to be that person. You can't be the only brother that don't make it to the league, though. He'll make it to the league just because, like, somebody will do a favor. Like how Austin Rivers made it to the league because Austin Rivers is dead. Uh, what's Steph Curry, brother? Well, Steph Curry. Coaching in the league. That's his only chance. Steph isn't terrible. Steph isn't terrible. No, no, don't do no. Steph, Steph like that. No, Steph Curry is good. I know, but his brother Seth. Seth isn't terrible. Seth, Seth he's not terrible. But he's, well, when he first came in the league, he was just some garbage. He got better. He could shoot yeah, the rock, though. Like, he's head and shoulders better than Leangelo, even at that point in college. Like, he went to Duke. Like the battle was nice That's in, true. in college. That's true. That's true. Well, Angelo's strange. I feel like I could beat him one on one. If we played five games, I win at least one or two of the drinks. <laughs> if I was Angelo, what I would do is I would go overseas and kill it. Like because I, I'm, you don't have to live in the shadow. He probably, he probably signed him away. He was dead. He probably signed the contract. Yeah. And he go, he go had to come and play. If he go to the league, that he got forfeit the league and play China ball. I wouldn't be surprised. That's his punishment. I want winners. That's probably what they they did. They worked out as an agreement. Look, your son make it to the league. He got to forfeit that league and come to China and play ball. Yep. That would be we, we coming to get you. Okay. Tasha, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for rocking with us. We appreciate you uh, coming on. Uh, you can follow Tasha at Sports Talk Tasha on IG. Um, Check Twitter. out her, her podcast, Twitter, all that good stuff. Go ahead. You want to do the honors and, and let everybody know where they can find you at and check out all your stuff? So like Law says, I'm a writer for Black Sports Online and I cover the Miami Heat for them. You can follow me on Twitter at Sports Talk Tasha and Instagram Sports Talk Tasha. And I have Facebook Sports Talk Tasha and, you know, pretty much every social media site is Sports Talk Tasha. But um, follow me. Follow me at the Heat Games. You can tweet me, ask me questions, slide in my DMs. If you come correct, I'll respond. Perfect. <laughs> Mention the tree. Mention the tree. <laughs> it's a pretty tree, okay? Uh, uh, thank you. Thank you for spending time. We'll probably try to get you on again sometime in the future. Uh, when, the, when the Heat get, when the Heat can, like is complete, this season completely over, and we get to the playoffs, we'll try, we'll try to get you back on. Yeah. I'm not even... 
you you lucky that you didn't ask me anything about the Wizards because I would have went in. What, what were you gonna say about the Wizards? Nothing but great things about John Wall, Bradley Beal. The squad is nice. Will we not be in contention? I don't have anything bad to say about your squad, but I see you be so pressed and stressed about the Wizards, and I I would explain to you why your squad ain't gonna be sh- this season. They don't they don't win games. They're gonna go to the playoffs. Cannot win with I mean, them. It's a while before y'all go to anywhere past the Eastern Conference playoffs. Sorry, homie. All right, look, look. I can't wait until we get to the Eastern Conference Finals because when we do, I'm gonna be. Aaron, can oh, you I'm going ham on the on the IG. Oh, man. Like, Just watch. If he needs a reality check about it. <laughs> I'm buying some wizard shoes. I don't even think they got them on the market. I'm gonna find me a pair. <laughs> what? It's gonna be crazy. No, I would pay you money to buy some wizard shoes and wear them for a week. <laughs> don't worry, though. We get to the finals. I'm doing it. Even if I gotta no, get to the even if I gotta go to Michaels, get a magic marker and everything, and make them myself, I'm away. Trust me. <laughs> Tasha, again, thank you. I come up to Maryland a lot. Next time, I'm I'm gonna make sure I come up when there's a Wizards game. Oh yeah, indeed, yeah, indeed. So you can see firsthand how we cook. Okay. Okay, crazy. Tasha, thank you. Uh, have a good evening. So, on the order of football, uh, Bill Sean McDermott goes with Nathan Peterman over Tyrod what? Taylor. What kind of hard drugs was he smoking to do that and make that move? This jump was pure racism at the highest form. Like, there ain't no other way to try to spin it or, or couch it. Uh, clearly, uh, this was racially motivated. It wasn't skill motivated. Nah, nah. Um, you know, Tyrod Taylor had been doing well. He had one bad game, but even in the game before that, that they lost, his numbers were good. Kirk Cousins can do the same thing, and nobody will even blink an eye. But Tyrod Taylor was was. What more do you they want elevated from me? And I and I can I just say this, Aaron? Oh, Watching the Bills play was like. One of the most entertaining things I've seen in the football season this year. This Bama threw five yeah. picks. Five picks. And 14 passes. Five picks and 14 passes, though? And, Mer- and McDermott had the the goal, the audacity to be impressed with some of Peterman's throws from the five INTs and 14 passes. That real? And you can't leave out the fact that they were in the wild card six, uh, I guess the sixth place spot already. It's not like the, the season was over and they're going to try something because they know Tyrod's not the guy. They had the sixth seed before the game started. So I don't know what the hell the head coach was thinking or what his motivation was, but I can guess. No, the, the, the coach should be fired for a move like this. He should be fired. But you know a coach can't make a move like this without approval from people above his head. Like, no coach is going to come in and do that without talking to the owner and the GM first. I just... It doesn't happen to other guys. So you mean mean to tell me it's three of them that's this dumb? Stupidity level this high? So white is right. So to the the point where you're going to you're going to jeopardize your your season and team and camaraderie of the team and the the uh the confidence that the team has in the coaching staff just to promote this quarterback who looks good versus versus uh practice squad 
Bama's? You're not playing against the first team? Clearly. And then what pisses me off even more is when this, when they announced the substitution, everybody was up in arms like, what are you doing? This isn't revisionist history. That's the first part. Yeah. Secondly, every white guy that can get in front of a microphone yesterday and today is defending the move, defending the coach, and trying to act like it wasn't an idiotic, moronic move. And like their egos are so large that they can't acknowledge when they're wrong or when they made a mistake. How the hell are you going to not regret the decision, but regret the results. What kind of dumb shit is that? Like, that makes no sense. This is ridiculous, dog. This is ridiculous. You, 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 you conceded a game in the NFL before it started. Before the game even started, they conceded. They said, we're going to lose this game because nobody in their right mind would have had any level of confidence in Nathan Peterman going out there and, and, and winning. I was on a chat, and you know, and if Jeff was on here, he could attest too. But I'm on a chat with guys, and 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 Bama's was like, "Young, it might work. Like, you just gotta wait and see." And I'm like, "Dog, has the league indoctrinated y'all this to this level where you think that this is gonna work? It's a zero percent chance." I said zero. I didn't say ten, five. They don't have no good reason why it might work. They didn't give no reason. They just though their reason was their reason was I can't say zero percent chance. That's what their reason. You can't say zero because you haven't seen it. I'm like, I don't have to see it to know it's a zero. If I walk and stand out in the middle of the street, it's a 100% chance I'm going to eventually get hit by a cop. On top of speaking I, of that, it, that was the best pass rush in the league. Joey Bosa and uh, what's the other guy's name? Um, uh, Ingram? Yeah, Ingram. Melvin Bosa Ingram. has nine and a half sacks on the year, and Ingram has eight and a half sacks. Like, why? It just makes no sense. And Buffalo has a terrible offensive line. I, I have no idea what football reasons they could use to justify it. They don't have any football reasons. That's why it's, it's, it just comes down straight to color, straight to African-American quarterback and this ideology that's, that's couched around black quarterbacks being athletic and stuff against the, the white drop back pocket passer, the my guy fit the system, all this BS. That's right. You already know that goes into it. Um, you know, and and it, and, it, and it's the same thing that push right. And I know it's hard to like put this in there because you're like, here we go again. But it, it's the same. This is why we started this show because people want to look at a situation and they say they were like, well, it's football. It has to do with football, and it's like it doesn't always have to do with football. Sometimes it's just. I relate to this guy better because he looks like me. And that becomes the the, the the ceiling of making decisions, not based upon skill. Nobody in their right mind would 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 say Nathan Peterman can hold a torch to Tyrod Taylor. Like, so you could have went through that whole roster. And if you did a, a survey, a survey, you surveyed the whole squad. I guarantee you wouldn't find five people on that 53 man roster that would advocate for Nathan Peterman over Tyrod Taylor. That's another thing that upsets me too. If this was a white guy who had this happen to him, it would be an outpouring across the league. And I just haven't gotten that sense that outside of the obvious black people who have these platforms, none of the white guys are coming out and saying how egregious this was and how good of a player Tyrod Taylor is. I heard people say he's not Joe Montana, like literally arguing, getting bent out of shape on national TV, trying to justify this dumbass move even after five interceptions out of 14 passes. Oh, Jamarcus Russell never had a game this bad. That's right, you already know. And this bad played the whole game. 
So I just like, and people will say he's the biggest bust ever. Like, says who? I, I, I mean, I, I just and maybe that's a bad, that's a bad, that's a bad, that's not even a good, a good correlation between the two. But what I am trying to say is this Batman is some garbage. Fella, you trash, big the fella. fact that he was out there, and the fact that he was given an opportunity when the player in front of him didn't even have, like, he didn't even, he's not, this is the thing, black quarterbacks are just not afforded the ability to mess up to the same degree. I've been there for you, why nobody's there for me? <laughs> and if they doing this to you know, me? Like, it's just, it just is. Did you did you do any uh, research on that, Joe Aaron? Did you look up any of the, the, the black quarterbacks and just how short-lived their careers are, no matter how good they excel? Yeah, so I pulled up some quarterbacks. I actually probably went back too far, so I'll just pull the guys, I guess, within the last few years uh, from the league. So I'm with Tyrod Taylor, right? And then I'm going to go to the white quarterbacks, because I did them too, the trash white quarterbacks that started this year. So if you look at Tyrod Taylor, he's, his winning percentage is over 500, 19 wins, 18 losses as a starter. 47 touchdowns to 15 interceptions for his career. Plus 12 Russian touchdowns. And he's only started from 2015 to 2017. So he's had about Three two years, and a quarter bro. years to prove himself mm-hmm. before he got his job taken from him for a standard issue pocket passer with below average talent. You don't want me, man. And let's, for example, go and look at uh, Brian Hoyer, who was a start, brought in to be a starter for San Fran this year. 16 and 21 record. You a bum! <laughs> That's a .432 win percentage. And it's just, I don't understand how they keep putting these guys out here. If you look at uh, Josh McCown, who starts this year, .31 win percentage, 22 wins, 48 losses. Look yeah. at Blaine Gabbert, who's now starting for the Cardinals. A .21 win percentage, nine wins and 32 losses. Brian Fitzpatrick, .4 win percentage. It's, it's ridiculous. And it's then they have Mike Glennon, who has a .27 win percentage. It's just, it makes no sense. And they cannot justify it. They keep trying to give you different reasons why you should be okay with what's going on, like your eyes are lying to you. And the facts just remain the same. The black guy has to be a super savior and plug all these holes for all these other deficiencies in the team because the general manager can't evaluate players. That's right, you already know. And when it comes to a white quarterback, they get the benefit of the doubt that until they work their way out the league at 38 years old after never busting a great, never winning a playoff game or anything, that they Then you ain't got to win. Dog, people are arguing me down over Kirk Cousins, and this Bama can't win. He can't win. And Bama's are going ham on me. Like, I'm calling this Bama the scum of the earth. I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying he can't win. He's not a winner. No matter what what you say about him, can the Bama throw for 400? Yeah, he can throw for 400. Can he can he throw touchdowns? Yeah. Can he drop the ball in a bucket? Yeah. Can he do that? Yeah. Can he get he mobile a little bit? Yeah. Can he... he can the Batman win? No. Nah, Bob. That's it. I'd rather take Tyrod Taylor over Kirk Cousins for the simple fact that Tyrod Taylor and his team that he's playing on with a winning percentage is worse than the Redskins roster. And Kirk can't win. He ain't got a better coach. McDermott, doo-doo, trash. The other Batman got fired, trash. So it ain't the coaching. So don't give me the coaching. And they traded his both of his starting receivers away. 
before the season started. They traded their best corner away. They let their other corner go to a, a New England in free agency. It just, it, it makes no sense. No, like, but, but that's the difference. Tyrod can get a W. He can win. I don't hear, I don't even hear people giving the same stuff. Oh, Young, if you get Tyrod uh, some weapons, you get Tyrod, nobody even cares about like, <laughs> like getting him that. It's like, if he don't win with what he got, then it's, it's it, that's it. Kirk Cousins, same position. This Batman, they get, trying to get here. Oh, well, he ain't got a running game. Oh, well, he ain't got a defense. Oh, the corner suck. Oh, tight end, young hurt. He need Jordan Reed. Oh, the coaching, they, you know what I'm saying? They coaching wrong. Oh, he need the offensive line. They switched the offensive line three times. Oh, uh, yeah, the, uh, you know, he he ain't know what to do, right? All these excuses. Y'all, you about to pay this Batman $40 million and, 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 You've already got a long list, of, a laundry list of excuses for this Batman. You giving him forty million dollars, and then once you give him the forty million dollars, then all the excuses go away. But you clearly know that he needs all these things to to win. So I, I just don't know why we turning our wheels. And people were like, "Oh, well, you don't, you ain't gonna get no better than Kirk Cousins, man." Don't I would rather not have Kirk Cousins be complete doo doo trash and and bring in new talent every year if that's what has to happen to, for the possibility to be great. Then to know I'm gonna be at 6'10, 7'9, 8'8, 9'7 for the rest of my life with Kirk Cousins. And what I would implore people to do is find, if you go look at the rosters for last year, find and name the teams that have had a better offensive roster than the Redskins did last year. You won't find five teams that had a better from top to bottom, from all positions, O line, tight end, wide receiver, all of that. You will not find five teams with a better offensive roster than the Redskins had last year. You cannot do it. I don't care who you want to name, you can't do it. And you know, games like the one against the Giants, they lay the egg and I mean, I, who knows? I gave Kirk Cousins a B plus this week. I thought he played excellent in the first half. Excellent. This bad man, I even went on the IG and was like, you know, this man about to get it, the best grade he ever seen in his life from me because he was doing everything you want a quarterback to do. He was taking chances. He was being decisive. He was dropping the ball in the bucket. He was taking shots downfield, keeping the defense honest. He was scrambling when necessary. He was making the easy throws to the to the to the guys. You know what I'm saying? And then, I mean, Jay Gruden was coaching his butt off. I mean, he did some gussy stuff. It would have backfired. Man, man was to crucified him because the going for it on fourth in his own territory that was gutsy. That was good. That was reminiscent. That was something I expected from Sean Payton to do. So when he did that, I was like, wow, okay, this Bama understands that they got to win this game because their season's on the line. And so he was pulling out all the stops, which I appreciated. Then after Chris Thompson got hurt, the Bama came flat out and went downfield with the ball like nothing ain't, like they didn't take no. I was like, okay. Dawson was looking like a true number one. The team was clicking. Third quarter come around, they was holding the staging it off. I was like, okay, young. Third quarter, I was like, oh, if they come out here and slump, no, same, same formula. Going at him, going at him, going at him. Then the fourth quarter, with like, it was right, right, the eight minute mark. It's like they took their foot off the gas and they were like, we got this W. And you can see like the team kind of just reveling in the fact that they like kind of dominated the entire game. I didn't hear nothing about the defense slumming and none of that stuff. For, for four quarters, they ain't hear nothing about that. Then they get down to the end of the game, and then Drew Brees does what Drew Brees does. He starts to turn it on to some degree, and 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 they get in the end zone, and you see like the pressure just go from no pressure at all to a lot of pressure in like 
back on. Because then when the possibility of them tying the game came apparent to Jay Gruden, I feel like these Bamas were not ready. Like they didn't have a game plan. Uh, you know, there was some communication on the sideline uh, about uh, the play call where Kirk Cousins throws to the flats and, and the Bamas are saying, well, it shouldn't have been called. The referees came out and said that it shouldn't have been a, a grounding call. There was nobody over there, dog. There was nobody over there. So, I, 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 I'm you trying to find justification for not not putting Kurt in the blame category? I don't care, but this is football. The coach, the head coach, and the quarterback are tied at the hip. They that's just how it goes. Works in this league. Not you're not getting too far off, but a quarterback doesn't is not culpable for what happens on the field from what the, the coach play calling. Um, the three straight runs in a row. What, what was going on with that? What was going on with that? And, and word is. And, and so two things happened. One, there was a, when they went in a press conference, and Aaron, you can, you alluded to this too, you brought this up, but that in the press conference, they were talking about like they were getting signals from the sideline and that they didn't get the signal, that the wide receiver didn't get the signal from the sideline. That play right. where you threw to the flats. Nobody was there. So, so what they, it was I a run play to, call and they said that they, since that a rumblitz was coming so that they audible to uh, um, a, a screen for Jamison Crowder, but apparently Jamison Crowder didn't get the signal. So what the fuck is this, college football? What? Like, you're already in field goal range with 34 seconds to go. You could have snapped the ball and nailed the ball and the game is over. The person you have kicking the ball has a boot. It was only a 51-yard field goal. It just... It makes absolutely no sense. They have no idea what they're doing. And anytime so, the pressure is on, this is a thing that repeatedly happens with the head coach and the quarterback. I I, I had to check my, my NFL references. You know, I, I know some people who actually are part of the league in some capacity. And so I reached out and I was just like, you know, is this typical? What are, you, what are your thoughts? And, and they flat out said that they think that, you know, Kirk Cousins is just afraid to make be make the mistake, and that you know he's not wanting this 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 pressure on him. And basically, there's a divide between the head coach and the things that he wants to do in games, and what Kirk Cousins wants to do when the game is on the line. And you or know, if that's it, it, or is willing to do. And if that's a problem, and they're not on the same page, that it, it, they're not going to win. They're not going to win. If the coach wants to take a shot downfield and Kirk Cousins wants to play it safe and not do that, or, you know, or whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? And this game, it got to the crunch time and it, you, it got tense. And they weren't, they, it, it, it's the same thing. It's the same thing that's happening each time. Um, something's got to give, dog. And, 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 I, and, and with that said, you know, I, I just, it hurt. This this loss hurt. This loss hurt me. You cannot. It is unforgivable to be up two scores with four minutes left in, the, in a football game. With a clock be running, dog. It can go out of bounds, and as soon as the ball is set, the clock starts running again. Four minutes left in the game. You give up two scores, dog. That's a Madden. That's what happens on Madden. It's unforgivable, dog. And and, and I'm not giving any passes to nobody. Nah, dog. Um, Jay Gruden. <sighs> Nobody's calling for his head yet and they're calling for his job yet. But I, I think 
things like this. And I don't know what level Kirk Cousins is playing into him not actually running things that he wants to run. And I don't know what that's playing. But, dog, if you can't control your roster, then you don't need to be the head coach. And I don't care what. You, you, you will pull Robert and see that this is not going to work and go with Kirk Cousins. Then if you're saying that Kirk Cousins is not able to work, then you need to pull him and go with Cole McCoy then. I mean, flat, flat like that. Cause I, I, I just didn't, I ain't giving no excuses, dog. I'm not, I've never been that in my sports in my own life. And I won't sit here and make excuses for them either, dog. You win, you get it done. You know what I'm saying? I employ the model score anyway. I play basketball, Bama found me, I'm scoring anyway. That mentality needs to take root with the team. Until they do, to that mentality takes root from the quarterback and the head coach and the, and the top down, that's pass down mentality, then they're gonna they're gonna be losers. Um uh little things about the Thursday night football game. These Bamas is blown that they gotta play Thursday night football. I well, I think that that's twofold. One, you signed a collective bargaining agreement, so I don't wanna hear nothing about you the Thursday night football game. Cause you 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 agreed to it. Second, um and this is Swearinger who came out with this. Secondly, uh, I'm just like the Thursday night football game. That Jones come, yeah. You got to, you got to, you play. But I think it's really hurting because y'all lost the game y'all should have won, and y'all played as hard as y'all could defensively. Swearinger, Swearinger bought out, but then you know you you play four quarters, you hitting, you striking, and then you got to turn around and play again after you just lost the game you should have won. That Jones is dis, it's disheartening. And and of course I understand not want to go out that jump and and, and uh strike and, and and you know tackle and all that stuff right after you just played in a hard four game like that. But uh so did the Giants. They played too. Ranger, I mean, I'm sorry though. My 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 level of sympathy is on the on the low side. Aaron, you wanna say something about it? I mean, I don't even know what to say. We've been going over this for three years now. So People can be That's stubborn and dig in because they still caught up in the RG3 Kirk Cousins uh, side that they pick. All that shit is irrelevant. Now. Do you want to be an 8-8, eight 7-9 and eight, seven and nine team and never get better? Or do you want to continue to, you know what I mean? Or do you want to decide to get rid of the guy who you know is not going to win you a Super Bowl, even if that means putting a young guy in or going 3-13 and 13 or 6-10 and 10, you have a better chance of getting better by being terrible than you do of middling around with an incompetent coach and a slightly above average quarterback. It just, I mean, I don't understand what people want. Like the standards in this area are so low because they're so, so low. used to being losers. If we beat the so Cowboys low, two times a year, we good with that. That's all they care right. about. We beat the Cowboys, young. We beat the Cowboys, though. We beat the Cowboys. You can't even beat them, man. Them Bamas are sorry. Yeah. Right. So it's like <laughs> so, the standards are so low. The fans are losers just like the team. And it's just, it makes me sick because you can't even be objective and go over ways or strategies to try to win because people are so caught up and being right about things they said a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. And it's just, it's sick. So it's like we're wasting our breath. So people could just sit around. They'll be 50 years old, still won't have playoff wins, still won't have a Super Bowl ring. But you'll have Kirk Cousins as your long-term quarterback and Jay Gruden here for another five, 10 years. I don't care. It doesn't move me one way or the other what this team does anymore. So that's on y'all. That's our Redskins take for the day. Uh, on our games, it's just, we just picking against each other, dog. Today, it's you versus me, dog. Who, who going? Win it all. Uh, first game on the docket, Thursday night. We got three Bang games. It's Thanksgiving. 
Um, Vikings at Lions. Even. Vikings coming off a big win versus the Rams. I got the... I'm going with the Vikings. Vikings. All right. Uh, New York Giants at the Washington Redskins. Giants are coming off a win. Played it tough. I mean, that the spread in the, they played Kansas City and the spread was like 14. And and I was just convinced that the Giants were just going to lay in there. What do you call it? Uh, talking about he had migraines, Sterling Shepard. Talking about he got migraines. Like, that's the that's the little trigger jump. Just say migraines or CTE. And then you good. You good money. You don't got to play nothing. I wish Tyrod Taylor would have did that and not play um, in the game. Redskins are favored seven and a half in this jump, which I think is a bit much. Who you got? This one is so hard to pick because I don't know what Giants team is going to show up. This is like a crapshoot. You can't even choose football analysis to pick this game, but I mean, this is a 2-18. Right. So well, Chris Thompson is out, dog, so I, I think that that changes things dramatically for the for the uh, Washington Redskins and what they want to do. Whenever Kirk Cousins was in doubt, this bad would just throw the ball to Chris Thompson. Like, that's just that was the game plan. Third down and five, third down seven, third down eight, third down 11, whatever. Third down, just like he would throw to Jordan Reed, Chris Thompson had took taking on that role. So without him, uh, I don't know the severity of his injury, um, but I, I'm going with the Giants in this. Done for the year. Dang, that's so that's so sad. Young. I'm, I'm, I'm praise my heart goes out to Chris Thompson. He was balling. Uh, I think they they actually shortchanged him on his contract too because he deserved more money, in my opinion, for for the level for the level of usage that he was used uh, this year. But um, the season's cut short. Uh, I'm going with the Giants in this. You going with the skin? You going with? Chargers at Cowboys. Cowboys are favorite minus three and a half. Bang, bang. Chargers coming off a big win versus the Bills. Of course, we talked about that. Um, uh, Cowboys are struggling, though. Without Zeke, it's really evident that their team is not the same. I wasn't even ready to say that initially at first. Like I was going to like hold my judgment on the whole Zeke issue, but I. I just think things have changed. Uh, I thought Dak had better awareness in the pocket uh, than he's been displaying. Like, to be able to feel pressure and stuff, like, I just, I don't... I think he got... That, uh, I think what hurts more than Zeke being out is Tyron Smith being out. Like, they don't have any semblance of an answer for left tackle. And you can get the sense that he knows when he hikes the ball that he doesn't have long to do anything in the offensive philosophy without Zeke. It's like, what the f is Jason Garrett thinking? I, it just, none of it makes sense. None of it's in symphony. And I just, I mean, I don't know. But uh, what's his name? Tyron Smith says he's going to be playing uh, this week. So I think that'll make a huge difference. Uh, I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I think I think they, at home Thursday night, I think they they turn a new leaf um, and get a W for the charge. Uh, yeah, I'm going Sunday Cowboys game. As long as Tryon, uh, I mean Tyron Smith plays. If he doesn't play, I'm going Charlie. Buccaneers at the Falcons. Falcons coming off a big win last night versus the Seattle Seahawks. Um, Falcons are favored in this game versus the Buccaneers, eight and a half. Uh, I am going to go with the Buccaneers in this one. I think that Sunday. I think playing Monday night, they got the. 
playing Monday night, I think that's going to show up on Sunday. Uh, last night was a very physical game. Uh, so I'm going, yeah, I'm going, and, and with, with Julio ailing. Yeah, I'm going with the Buccaneers in this. Bucks trash. I'm going five. Patrick still starting this, uh, this week, I think. Yeah, I think he'll be starting for the rest of the the rest of the year. To be honest with you, might be right. He got two W's in a row. And I told people when he, when they first went away from Tyrod, I mean not Tyrod, when they first went away from uh, Jameis. I was like, if if Fitzpatrick can string together some wins, then I think that they'll keep him in that quarterback position. And he's been able to do that. And if he wins this, I'm just telling you right now, if he wins this game. You won't see Tyrod for the rest of the year. Um, they'll they'll try to like couch it in injury and whatever they they're gonna try. Trust I and believe. They're gonna use that sexual assault accusation as a, a reason yeah, to keep him off the field. They're gonna do whatever they can. The sexual assault Joan does play play a part in this. So just watch it though. But I, I I'm I'm pretty convinced that they're gonna stay with Fitzpatrick. Browns at Bengals. Uh, Bengals are favorite minus eight. Uh, I think Browns have been in every game. So I'm, I'm going with the Browns to cover the spread. I think the Bengals will win, but I'm going with the Browns to cover the spread. The Bengals the I don't Browns even think the Browns. Browns is just, they're not going to get a game. Oh, I mean, if they're going to get a game, it's I mean, I haven't looked at their schedule to be able to say definitively, but they don't know what they're doing. Hugh has no clue. And they've ruined their quarterback, so I just don't see where they're going to get a win from. If they do get a win, it'll be against Cincinnati, though, because they try. Yeah, uh, Titans at Colts. Uh, Colts are the underdogs, four and a half. I'm going with the, I'm going with the Colts. Colts coming off a bye. I think they, they come out ready to play. Yeah, I'm going with the Colts to cover and win. Bills at Chiefs. Chiefs are favorite minus nine and a half versus the Bills. Bang, bang. Now, it depends on who's the quarterback. Nathan Peterman is trotted back out there. Or another nine experiment. Nine. I'm going with the Chiefs. If Tyrod Taylor plays, I think I think they'll cover the spread. I don't think they'll beat the Chiefs, but they'll cover the spread. Chiefs are very unhappy about losing to the Giants, so I, oh. I, I'm sure they're going to be on get back this week. They lost four out of their last five games. They lost to the Giants. They, who else they lose to that was trash? They barely beat the Redskins. I just don't think. What I actually think is you might see Patrick Mahomes sooner than you think. Mm. Who you got in here? I got the Chiefs. If Pete, if Peterman's playing, if uh, Tyrod plays, I'm going with the Bills to cover the spread. All right, we the same on that. Dolphins at the Patriots. Patriots are favorite minus 15 and Bang, a half. Woo! A lot of that's a lot of points though. Dolphins are some garbage, but the Patriots defense ain't ain't all world for me to just be like 15 and a half. Um, they can score for sure. Uh, I go. Chad Henney gonna be starting that. Yeah, Chad Henney. Oh, Matt Moore. Matt Moore. My bad. Matt Moore. I, I'm going with the Patriots. Yeah, I can't bet against New England. I can't go with it though. Bang, bang. Panthers at Jets. Jets are underdogs by four and a half. Of the week. Uh, I think the Panthers are finding their stride. I'm going with the Panthers. Unanimous. Uh, bang, bang. Bears at Eagles. Eagles are favorite minus eleven. Uh, the Eagles are. Cooking with gas. Yeah. I don't even think they going. Ain't nobody even close to them right now. Um, I, Eleven is a lot, though. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the Eagles because they haven't really shown me any reason why not to go with. Them. Yeah, I got the Eagles too. Seahawks at 49ers. Bang, bang. 49ers are underdogs plus seven. Seahawks just coming off a Monday night loss. They did score points, but defensively, 
they just they're missing and they're missing their guy i think and it's crazy they almost pulled it off like they almost did though i i mean when 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 uh what's his name shaquille um shaq griffin yeah shaq griffin when he went down i was like oh that's hurt because they were counting on him to be their guy to like step up and then he go down this is like they're just too thin at this point um, I, I want to go with the 49ers, not because I think they'll win, but I just think that the Seahawks will beat up bad. So I'm, I'm going to go with the 49ers to cover. That's my that's my upset of the week. All right, I got the Seahawks. Broncos at Raiders. Bang, bang. Raiders got mudholed by the Patriots. Raiders, I mean, sorry, yeah, shout out to my man, uh, Craig. I know the Raiders, dog. It's your mob. Shout out Van. I know the Raiders, your mob. Dog, they just not good this year. They're not, they not good this year. Um, I think they won this game versus the Broncos. Uh, their favorite five and a half, so I'll give the Raiders a win this, but they, they're struggling. I don't know if Derek Carr is still like kind of hampered by the injury or it's mental or what, but they just don't look the same. Going with yeah, I got the Raiders too, because the Broncos are starting Paxton Lynch and he's not ready. Bang, bang. Saints at Rams. Rams are favorite minus two. At home versus the Saints. Saints coming off a big comeback win um, versus the Redskins. Uh, this is going to actually be my game of the week, for real, for real. I think it's going to be a great game to watch. Um, entertainment on both sides. Uh, Jared Goff's been playing great for the most part. He just went up against a juggernaut of a defense last week, and they game playing very well for, for them. So uh, I think the Saints aren't what the Minnesota Vikings are. So I think he'll have a little greater success versus them. But I think the Rams will win, dog. I, I'm actually going with the Rams in this one. Yeah, Sean McVay always puts together a good game plan against the, uh, the Saints. But I still think the Saints are a better overall team than the Rams are. I think they're kind of a fraud um, on offense. So uh, I'm going with the Saints. Bang, bang. Jags at Cardinals. Cardinals are underdogs plus four. Uh, Jags have just been stringing wins together. Wins after win after win. Uh, I think the Jags get another win this week. The Cardinals, they cover the spread. Minus four. Minus four. Or plus four under Cardinals underdogs. So. Bang, bang. Uh, Packers at Steelers. Steelers are minus 14 versus the Packers. I don't think that the <laughs> I don't think the Steelers are gonna beat the Packers by 14, but then again, they definitely could. Uh is in Yeah, Brett Hundley not ready though. He's just not ready. I'm going with the Steelers. I'm going with the Steelers. I got the Steelers too. Hey, minus 14. Wow. Texans at Ravens, minus seven and a half in favor of the Ravens. I'm going with the Ravens. Tom Savage. Yeah. Seven and a half. Deontay Foreman got hurt, hurt his leg running in the end zone. Um, I don't know how long he's gonna be out, but uh it looked pretty serious. Um, so uh, yeah, I got the Ravens. I think the Ravens have won the game, but seven and a half is way too many points for me to ever take the Ravens at. So I'm going to take the Texans. Okie dokie. That is all of our games. 
We made it through tag team back again. Checks in the face, so let's begin. Why the people around me here some noise. Remember that, Jim? Dog. Yeah, we made it through, dog. All our games. You getting shots up, man? Yeah, about to get ready now. Um, shout out to Where's Buffy Podcast, Earl Dale, Ken, my fellas. Uh, shout out to um, uh, Bennett Knows Best. Shout out to Kicking It with G Man. Shout out to to uh, Working Title Podcast. Shout out to Sports Talk Tasha. Shout out to all all our, our fans. If you want to send us emails or questions, whatever you want us to answer, just send it at BOK or BOK Sports, uh, BOK Sports 980 at gmail.com. Email us there. You can follow us at BOK Sports 980 uh, on IG, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. Um, we out. Do things that are true to you. You know, uh, you know, most things that I'm involved with are extension of being creative. I mean, you know, it's part of who you are. And hip hop is your attitude and what you're trying to express, how you dress. You know, I love sports growing up. I grew up in a, in a household where sports was on 24 you know, 7. So these are all things that are, you know, are comfortable for me. You know, these are things that I like. You know, have a standard for yourself and have some sort of integrity and try to find some sort of truth in what you're doing. Freshrobe's clothing brand combines classic and modern styles like no other brand maker. The Freshrobe's signature look is made for the fashionably sophisticated. Made with high quality fabric and tailor-made designs, Freshrobe's embodies an ageless trend of simple elegance. Check out their fall line today at freshrobes.co.